right. Is everybody good to go? Yep. No, are you? Are you freaking out right now? <laughs> is that what's happening? I've never done this before. I know you've never done this before. The only other guest that we That's had. That's not what I was talking about. Was I've, been, sick. I've never been on the show before. Oh my goodness, you've never been on First time, first episode. Okay. How it's going to go is it's going to go nice and easy and then hard and rough. All right. Like me and Chen and Tatum. <laughs> While you're here, make sure to check out and subscribe to the Rum Runners YouTube channel for full video versions of the Rum Runners podcast, Two Drunk Dads, as well as much more original video content. Just search Rum Runners Entertainment on YouTube. And now, the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Rum Runners podcast, where we drink rum and talk about stuff. I am Jared. I'm Kyle. And as you can see, we are joined today by our first guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself. What's going on, everybody? I'm Cap C in the house, DJ Cap C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we are back a little bit different this week because we are going to be getting to know Cap C a little bit. But on top of that, we are still going to be talking about weird and interesting news from all over the Internet we read the, I read the clickbait so you don't have to. Kyle reacts and Caps, he's also going to react. I read it. <laughs> read it from far away. Sometimes. <laughs> Take off your glasses and then we'll see if you read it. <laughs> we no, saw how that I went. I can't see. <laughs> All right. So why don't we get started with getting to know our guest. All so right. where are you from? Let's start with that. Where am I from? Born and raised in New York. Awesome. I was living in Manhattan since from 1976 I was born, and then I moved out here in 1992. And uh, just imagine I moved from Manhattan to Emmaus. That's a sh- that's a culture shock. That's right a culture there. shock. It's like a reverse culture shock. I couldn't sleep for days because it was so quiet. <laughs> I had that reaction when so, I moved here from Jersey. No, you're, Jer- you're yeah. Jersey. All right. So it's just kind of like it's it was crazy PA. just to be like. It's basically we're Jersey. <laughs> Just across the bridge, Joesburg. Yeah, uh, you know what? That's when I hear that. When I hear people say, "Yeah, that's that's basically PA." That's basically PA. Except for on their side, Easton is basically Jersey, so it kind of like balances out. I don't know about that. I think it's East, not. We don't like East them that much. Eastonians might be offended by you saying. That. I think nobody really likes Eastonians <laughs> that much. So everyone's I like, like, "You I like just Easton take them now." I think I'm a fan of Easton now. They're getting. They're, they're getting cool. Yeah, they're getting nicer. So I guess that's that's kind of like a. Plus. They were like the redheaded stepchild for a minute. Yeah, that's yeah, what the. Redheaded stepchild that killed people. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's where you went to get mugged. Now it's where you go for that's fancy soup. Yeah, exactly. If you want some pho or ramen, you got a two block walk there and you got both. Oh, a lot of good stuff in Easton. Yeah. So. so you went to Emmaus from Manhattan. Yes. Yes. And it was, uh, yeah, definite culture shock. But it was kind of funny because I basically went to Emmaus High School. I was a junior. So then graduated in 94. Um, and what was really funny was the year that I moved, a friend of mine also, we became friends. I didn't know, though, but at the time, he moved at the same time, and he was from the Bronx. Oh. And he was a DJ. And at that time, I was a rapper. Oh. So it was kind of funny. Like, we actually met together. His name is... Actually, here's the funny part, now that we brought up the whole Easton thing. How crazy is this going to form a circle right okay. now? Okay. So he's the guy who owns... He's the Greek meat guy. Oh, the Greek meat place. Yeah, yeah. the Greek meat guy. So that's my yeah. that's my boy, Nick. I love that place. I've eaten so, there twice now. So he moved from New York at the same time I moved. He was a DJ. DJ. I was a rapper. We lived a block away from each other. 
And we Jeez. used to do house parties where he would spin and I would rap. That's fate, right? So, there. like, kid and play. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. Did so you that... have a secret handshake? No, we did not have a secret oh, handshake. Oh, come on. Did you have like a have really it. tall, flat fade? No, I did not have a flat <laughs> fade. I don't think any of us could have gone. He had a fade. I had a fade, but not a flat one. Like the oh, whole okay. thing. But, okay. But... And that, yeah, that's actually what I was going to ask you because I heard that you started getting into hip hop with yeah. rapping. Yeah. Did you have a different name? Uh, at that time, yes. And how funny that somebody that's kind of famous now has that name. I used to be known as Charlemagne. Oh my god! And this is back. Yeah. So how weird is that? I'd be so irritated, actually. So, um, it's had, not even like he got famous for something different. He got famous for rap. Yeah. Well, for talking crap on rap, but yeah, true. <laughs> basically, true. But the whole thing is just like, um, yeah, that was my rap name um, back in. I mean, I started rhyming back in like '91. When I was in New York. Okay. So. Um, the heyday of hip hop. And that was like, that was my rap name. And then when I came over here and then um, I got up, I got up, I uh, hooked up with one of my, bo- two of my boys from Parkland. Um, they were rhyming at the time. It's A1. Shout out to A1 and Kick Magnetic. And um, what do you call it? We, they were, they were, a D, they were their own crew. And um, their, their, what was their group called? Figure One. That's right. Damn, I'm thinking about this now. And then I was like, <laughs> like they were, all the memories. They were figure one, and then they heard about me, and we met up, and then we started making songs together, and then we formed a crew called Stick Figures, and uh, and then how crazy is it, man? Like uh, my boy won won a freestyle competition, and the prize was opening for the Fugees in Easton. Oh, nice. Jeez. <laughs> this is fake. None of this was planned ahead of time. This is literally <laughs> just all just so happens. Yeah. So this is pretty crazy. Occurring. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's and then uh, the whole rapping thing took off from there. We uh, did a couple of opening gigs for the Fugees. That's like just that was right around the time the Fugees um, just released the score. Oh, which was okay. like their multi-million yeah. selling album. That was what that had that thing. And that had like, uh, yeah. the Fugees killing yeah. me softly. Yeah. Was on that, yeah. All that. So, yeah, that was it was crazy. So, like, and we got to see the, the industry firsthand. Like, we were backstage for a lot of those shows and everything. Um, we got to see, like, a lot of the ups and downs. You know the craziness, so yeah. you get to see all that. But a lot of people don't know that about the about the music industry, where it is, it's not as glamorous as people yeah. make it out to be. Yeah. yeah, sometimes Jason Mraz makes you break your ankle. Oh my God! Stop talking about this Jason Mraz thing. Who? Jason? What? <laughs> <laughs> he was supposed to open for Jason okay. Mraz. Yes. <laughs> I haven't actually really talked about this on the podcast, but I was bringing it up. So I used to up. rap. Yeah. Oh, I you used to, to rap too. I used to rap back in the day, and. Uh, my the the person that I rapped with, he went to Kutztown, and at Kutztown there was like this big concert. Jason Mraz was going to be there, and we were supposed to open. We we're supposed to be the main opening act, actually. For Jason Mraz. For Jason Mraz, we were A like, rap this, we're like for Jason. yeah, it was really no really weird. Okay, <laughs> I think it's because we were kind of well known in Kutztown, so okay. we were like, oh okay, well if they're gonna, you know, they'll hype the crowd up. Okay. And then Jason Mraz will come in and do his, do his, <laughs> yeah, I got on. the pause and I got the remedy thing. So, I mean, so th- that makes me laugh. Kyle, how funny is that? You got to understand. Like, oh, I'm, no, I thought it was hilarious. I'm laughing because you are laughing. I'm not laughing at you. It's, it's, it's funny because it's, it's like, ridiculous. how are you hyping up a Jason Mraz crowd? Yeah, it, it, it's difficult. It's difficult. Like, I play Jason Mraz at weddings and it's just like, Doo. It gets so much better like, when he explains how he broke his ankle. That all right, day. so how'd you break so, your ankle? And, wait, where? So and he was, blames Jason Mraz. I, I don't blame Jason Mraz anymore. And oh, lot, get out of here! Like, of the, you just brought this in. A lot of the reason why I held on to it was for comedic effect because I saw how much everyone loved it. But 
what ended up happening was so we we had this whole planned we we put together everything and we practiced for like the night before we did all this yeah. like marketing and you know this is just the normal hustle like door yeah. to door we were like kung, 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 i'm opening up for the yeah, you know, yeah. come see the show because a lot of people weren't gonna go and then we told all these people they really? thought we were going to open. Town people were not going to go see Jason Mraz. I mean, all the all the white ones were. <laughs> <laughs> the people that we talked to weren't going to go see Jason Mraz. Well, I, I, yeah, I don't I don't really yeah. see them going. So <laughs> at that point, it was almost like they were paying to come see us perform. Then okay. So a lot of people were going to go, and uh, we get there. We're going in. We talked to the people that put it together, and we're like, "Hey, so uh, you know, do you want us to do you want us to sound check? Do you want to you know when are we going to go on?" And uh, yeah, then they're like, "Oh." Um, yeah, yeah, we're not we're not gonna have an opening act. He's just gonna come on, and we're like, why is he just gonna come on? Like, like we've been practicing for this for like like a month and a half now. Okay. We're like, did you want to give us like, you know, we were up until four o'clock in the morning marketing for this, <laughs> running around in the cold. We're like, what are you talking about? We're not going on anymore. And they're like, yeah. So, um, yeah, he's just gonna go on at the scheduled time, and uh, yeah, they said that they don't really need anybody good, opening good up. Part. So we were inside of the gym at the time, okay. and they were like, all right, so you have to leave, which made no sense because we're like, the, the performance is upstairs. Okay. Not in the gym. And they were like, yeah, well, we just don't want you here because you're not using the gym. So you're not using the gym for what it's supposed to be used for. So we're like, fine, we'll play basketball. So the thing is, I was just for a performance. And you were playing basketball. I was, wearing, I was playing basketball in I was playing basketball on Tim's. <laughs> and that's how you broke your ankle. So a ball was about to go out. I jumped. I swatted for it. And when I swatted for it, my boot hit, stopped, and my body just kept on going. Oh, <laughs> God. And I just, my ankle touched the floor. And I was, I had immediately, I was just like, and we're done. And so, we're done now. <laughs> now, wait a minute. So, so everybody then asked me, they're like, how'd you break your ankle? And, and I was you, like, fucking Jason Mraz. <laughs> wow. Okay. Just completely blame Jason Mraz because then people would just be like, what did Jason Mraz do to you? So basically what you're trying to say is that if Jason Mraz gave you the green light to open, there would have never been a basketball game. Your and ankle would have been fun. I never would have messed up my ankle. I missed work because of that ankle injury. All I'm saying is I played basketball in boots and I never rolled anything. You never had Jason Mraz cause it. That's what it is. Jason Mraz is the X Factor. He, he likes to say Jason Mraz made me break my ankle in a basketball game. Like I played Jason Mraz. That would even that would be ten times better. I, I was thinking Jason Mraz like tripped you or something. I would have been like, on you. that would have been yeah. You had a Charlie Murphy and Prince situation. Not quite. Like, not quite. Jason Mraz did a triple double on me. <laughs> like, <laughs> nah, nah. You know, there was no and one. Jason Mraz is not a <laughs> not a hustler when it comes to hoops. Now, I don't now, think. Let me tell you something about this. The whole fault is whoever told you that you could open for Jason Mraz. Yes. Technically, yeah. Because it's totally their fault. Because it makes <laughs> it makes no sense. I'm sorry. If anybody came up to me like. Yo, can you over? I, I would be like, no, because that's that doesn't even fit. We literally both. were just like, he's on the radio, so yeah. So yeah, you were like very like about it. I, I understand yeah. that. That's understandable, but that's too funny for me. Because we were at he that point where like there. we had to pay for like all of our performances at uh -huh. that time. Like you know how it is. Like when you get when you're getting started, where they're like, yeah, just so you know, it's gonna be two hundred dollars, and if you sell enough tickets, then you'll start making the difference. And you never because it's always on like a Wednesday. Yeah. No one wants to go out to like a random club on a Wednesday. I actually rocked Kutztown. I, oh, really? Uh, yeah, so Kutztown in their hate. Uh, this was like 
96, 97. Mm-hmm. They had um they had De La Soul come out. Ooh, De La Soul. And they had Blase Blase come out. Okay. And uh, I actually got on stage with Blase Blase and I rocked the crowd. Man. With them and stuff. Then we went to an after party at one of the frat houses. And we ended up le- I ended up leaving early. I had this funny feeling. I was like, I don't know about this. So we, Cops le- we left. Up. And uh, nah, there was a huge brawl and a whole bunch of people, like 10 people got arrested. Sounds like a good sound party. So, yeah. That was like... <laughs> That's how parties happen at Goodstown. Yeah, that was KU. That was KU back in the day. Yeah. Well, that's so. still KU for for the most part. KU gets gets crazy, especially yeah. when you consider that it's considered a dry campus. Is the hill still a thing to do? Yeah. I mean, well, when I was there, I was there I was there early, you know, early 2000s, like 2005. Okay. And then like 2006, 7 and 8. Yeah. This happened I think in 2007. Uh-huh. But um so like during that time, like when I was there, the hill was popping. All the time. Yeah, we used to. Every party was either there or the Cliffs. The Cliffs. The Cliffs. That's right. The Cliffs. Yeah. Yeah. And then in 2006, 7, 8, that was more the Cliffs. Little bit. The Cliffs was crazy, man. Have you ever ever party at the Cliffs? No. All right. So I didn't do that. So this is the wildness of the Cliffs was the fact that every every place was open. You literally could go from house to house and there was mm-hmm. like nothing. You could do whatever you want. It was like a development want. like this. It was a development. But and it was all just go to any house. Yeah. So like literally Friday night, like. It was all access. I didn't do that kind of college they would, life. They would do. They would do. Uh, they would do like trash can parties. Yeah. Don't know what that is. It was chaos. I, t- I thought I told you about trash can where every where you go to a trash can party, you have to bring your uh, you have to bring a bottle, and then when you walk in, there's a trash can, and you pour the the contents of said bottle into the trash can, and everybody does that, and then near the end of the night, people start drinking that, where it's a mix of everybody's alcohol. Sounds like a bad time. Plus, it would have been one fifty one. If I did that we back did bring, then. We did bring 151 one time. Because I used to just drink that out of the bottle back then. So speaking of drinks, what am I drinking here? This is a dark and stormy. If you guys didn't see it, go check out Two Drunk Dads, the show before the show where we made it. Do the other way. The fancy way you say it. But I can't say it. So I can't roll oh. ours. What? What? What about the Spanish one? Oh my god, I forget what it was called. <laughs> Something right. negro. Oh, no, is, is, oh, yeah, it was Tormenta Negra. There you go. <laughs> That's what it is. But yeah, it's just That's rum, funny. ginger beer, and lime juice. Wow, this smells sweet. It is. Yeah. It's a simple cocktail, though. I mean, it's 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 nice. goes down smooth, easy. actually. I'm actually impressed. Yeah, yeah. Glad we can. I love ginger. Well, I, I drink Moscow Mules. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So I, it's know, not too different from that. Not, yeah. not, not too different at all. So yeah. it's like, you know, vodka and, and ginger beer, and I'm ready to go. Exactly. <laughs> so. I mean, you can't go wrong with simplicity. I think we've made that all the ways that you can make it, because we did that one. But then when I was at home, I do it with tequila, because I prefer that to rum. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm a rum guy. He's a whiskey and tequila guy. Oh, okay. But didn't you do bourbon for a little bit, too? I'm scotch. I just do You're all scotch. of them. <laughs> scotch yeah. is always good. Seven. Though. I drink seven. Anything with seven. Seven and ginger, seven and seven. So. A lot of seven. A lot did... of seven. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So. But yeah, yeah, it's just you know because of the the name, we kind of just adopted the whole drinking rum thing, which he hates. Yeah, I do. With every I would fiber drink of his way beer. other things. So like many other. Stuck with rum. He's just this. he's just like, like, hey, I found this really cool drink, and I'm like, yeah, cool, work rum into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just makes me put rum in things. There's like drinks. I'm like, all right, I got the recipe. He's like, all right. 
put this in it. I'm, like, I'm just like that's white, gonna make it bad. It, but it'll okay, be like, it'll be white rum. I'm like white you rum should, doesn't even have a flavor. Just you go. should make coquito then. then uh, you see, funny we're, story. We're doing that soon. Our <laughs> next there, our next guest actually is is coming on to make coquito. There you go. So we're gonna have coquito. And we use, love it. We re- we use rum chata a lot too. And then you can sell it. Yeah, <laughs> cinnamon toast crunch. Rum, rum runners coquito. It's his family. We're working on that someday. I got I got a promise not to use his family recipe but we actually were we were talking about that if we ever got big enough it'd be cool to have like our own brand just, oh, well, hell just yeah. put her you name on it to. Just, you got to that's yeah. is my microphone sound weird no I feel you like sound it's being fine. weird no you sound no, fine it's, it's just fine. every so often there's the like things moving yeah, and yeah, i think okay. it's i think it's just because we haven't used this on three channels in a long time <laughs> <laughs> it was since dane so i mean you gonna put the dog since dane since, or are we gonna put the picture of the chair Either one. I'll figure it out in post. <laughs> Our assistant used to like never show up. So at one point I was taking like promo pics of all of us. And I just He'd took a like picture a of the chair. Of me. I would take a candid of him. And there's just a chair. Because the chair was still behind the thing. And I was like, the thing. Dane, empty chair. <laughs> the most fired assistant ever. So it's, it was, you know, it, all in good fun. Um, but back on uh, about you rapping. I, yeah. I remember I, I saw this on your Facebook. Yeah. Uh, a memory from years ago. Yes. Came uh, on. I know you can talk about it. Yes. Mr. Cap C here was on <laughs> TRL. Yes, I was. For our younger viewers, TRL doesn't even have anything equivalent to compare it to anymore. <laughs> they, they brought it back and it's, it was terrible. Yeah. But for the older viewers, you know exactly what TRL was. So I'll, yes. try, I'll try to explain. It was basically... Um, it was a. You might actually be able to explain it a little better than me. It was a video show. It was a video show. It was a countdown. Yeah. And it was done by Carson Daly, and um, he would basically count down uh, videos that were popular for the day, and then on top of that, he would have guests come on the show. And he'd have Times Square That's going the, insane. Yes, Times Square was home, that was home base, and it was just insanity, like straight up. So how was it being on there? Um. Very wild. Like that was that was one of the wildest times ever for me because you first of all, everything that happened that day, that one day that I landed on TRL will forever be like if when I explain the story, people are like, it, it's just so many things that happened that if one little thing, one little decision I made would have changed everything. Would've, yeah. It would have probably never happened. It was oh, a wow. complete domino effect. So, yeah. So, it's like every little thing that I did that one morning led up to exactly getting there. Now, let me let me, let me me put some – let me put a ba- – there's like a backstory to all of MTV, and that's kind of weird too because when I was in high school in New York, there was a show on MTV um, that they used to do in the afternoons, and me and my friends used to go to that. And this is when their studio was actually on 42nd and 10th Avenue. Mm-hmm. So we used to do we me and my friends used to go to that show. That was the studio that had like no windows, right? Yeah, there was like no windows. Yeah. No so this was like where they shot you on TV raps, yeah. all that stuff back in the day. So they had a show. I forgot the name. It was, it was MTV something. But um, but I got good with um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what do you call it? Ted Demi. Um, oh, okay. Now, if you if you remember, Ted Demi was he actually uh, did a lot of he 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 made a lot of movies. He died actually, but uh, he did a lot of movies back in the day. His brother's Jonathan Demi, I think. And Jonathan Demi is I think the one who filmed. Uh, if I'm if I'm mistaken, I don't know if I've 
He did like really like off the wall like very dark films back in the day. Oh, okay, so, yeah. But um, but anyway, so he would actually bring us on, and it was almost the same. It was this was like a precursor to TRL actually. So he actually had like guests on there too and everything. So I got to meet like a lot of rappers on there, like Nice and Smooth, House of Pain, Cypress Hill. Oh, damn, yeah, that's awesome. So, that's... So, <laughs> so so now then I moved to obviously PA, mm. and then next thing you know. I'm in PA. I'm doing this stuff, music with my crew. Yeah. This at a third. And I kind of was like, so it was 2000 and I had a crappy job. I was, you know, single. I had nothing, you know, all I had going for me was my music. And I was just like, well, I want to see if this is going to be worth something. Yeah. So I actually said, you know what? We just take the leap. I'm going to take my demo. One way ticket to New York. I was going to live with my friend in the South Bronx. Um, and let's see where I go from there. So that was Monday. Monday morning, I have $200 in my pocket, a one-way ticket to New York, demo in hand, book bag full of clothing, and I go to my friend's house in the South Bronx. Yeah. And the next morning, my intention was just to uh, look for a job. So... Um, so my friend was like, hey, you know what, man? I'm going to go to my friend's house and crash. I'm going to give you the place for the night, hang out, chill, whatever you want to do. So I was like, all right, cool. So I'm there, and this is like, you know, this is pre-everything. Like, there's no social media, yeah. nothing. Yeah. Like, this is either like... Marketing was standing outside this is, this telling is, people yeah, stuff. This is all be- pagers and, you know... Yeah, signs, spinning guys. <laughs> so, um, but the whole thing was crazy was the fact that now, number one, I'm there that night by myself and you know, I'm not a religious person, but I usually basically was just like, you know, God, please let me know. Like, give me a sign. Show me something that this is worth me coming out here. You know, I just want to know if this is worth it. Like, yeah, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm making my mom like my mom's like hysterics, you know, like, <laughs> so it's kind of just like, you know, my baby went back <laughs> to do y'all. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, like 200 miles away. Yeah. So it's like, you know, let me see what, you know, what this is about. Yeah. So this is what I'm talking about. The next day, how everything went the way it went. Mm-hmm. And it was just the weirdest thing. Yeah. So Tuesday morning, I wake up, get ready. And I find out that there's a hip hop show going on at the Roseland. Now, the weird part about it was they weren't selling tickets at the Roseland. You had to go all the way down to another theater, which is in the, in the village, to go get the tickets. Which I was like, "What? Like, why would you do that?" Yeah. So, <laughs> kind of sketch. So I called up my friend. I was like, "Yo, you want to go with?" He was just like, um, "Yeah, see if you can get his tickets or whatever." And I said, "All right, cool." So uh, now my friend, where he lived, um, remember the Wiz? Yeah. Do you remember the yeah, Wiz? Yeah, I love the Wiz. So. I went to get an application there. <laughs> I got an application at McDonald's that was there. And I was like, all right, well, let me go downtown now. So I took the four train and so that took me directly to that theater. I went there. So I get off to the four train, go to the theater. There's a guy, the doors are closed, but there's a guy standing right there. And then I, I'm like, is this the line? He goes, yeah. And I was like, all right. So I stand behind him. And then there's other one person line. Yeah. <laughs> So this other girl stands behind me, and we're just standing there. Doors open. The guy before me goes, you know, give me four tickets, please, blah, blah, blah. And then as I step up to the 
the window, boom, they put a sign saying sold out. Be like, you guys have four tickets. And I'm like, <laughs> what? So I'm there like, are you serious? So the last four, the last four tickets. I'm like, what is going on here? And I was like, are you this for the hip, the hip hop show at the Roseland? He's like, yeah. And I was like, why are not selling tickets at the Roseland? He's like, I don't know. That's they're doing it this way. And I was like, so the guy yeah, politics. <laughs> so the guy was just like, you know what? There's an HMV right up the block. We don't have tickets anymore, but why don't you go and see if they have tickets, maybe in Ticketmaster or whatever. So I was like, all right, sure. So I went to this HMV. I'm sitting around there for like 10, 15 minutes. A lady finally comes up, checks it out. She goes, no, the show sold out. And I was like, all right, well, then that, that's it. So I'm walking around the village, and I was just like, I called my friend. I was like, dude, we're not going. He's like, all right. But this was after the whole Fuji stuff. Okay. So I still had connections. Like yeah. I knew people. Yeah. So I was kind of just like, you know what? Maybe I'll go to the Roseland mm-hmm. and see if... I recognize any, somebody. I, I recognize somebody. Yeah. See, maybe I can get backstage or something. So I took the N. I took the N train, got off on Forty Second Street. The Roseland is up on Forty Eighth, I think, or Forty Ninth. Back, and it's no longer there anymore. But yeah. So I walked up there, and I didn't see. I saw one of my boys, and but he was just like, dude, it's it's like mad tight, like, like like guest list is done, blah blah blah. So and I was like, you haven't been. Difficulties there? I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was my mic making that noise. So, I hear uh, some clicking. Yeah, yeah, yeah some let, let's push on that real quick. Just to. All right. I don't know. I was blaming me. So <laughs> I was blaming you also. That's why I was looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> like, why do you take that apart, man? <laughs> but uh, so what happened was, I go up there. He told me that I was like, all right, well then you know what, forget it. So I walk back down. Virgin Mega Store is open at the time. I'm walking around yeah. Virgin Mega Store, and. Uh, now, this is where I'm saying, like, you never know. Yeah. So, I, like I said, I used to live in New York. So, I'm thinking to myself, well, I want to go back to my old neighborhood and see if I see anybody. So, where I'm standing at, I could take the one train, which will take me to my old block, but three blocks away from my old house. Mm-hmm. My old building, I should say. Or, I could cross the street over and then walk an avenue down. And then take the A train, which will drop me off directly in front of my building. Yeah. So I'm standing there, and I'm like, I'll go take the A train. So I cross the street. I'm walking. And right, and then as, as I'm walking, boom, this girl stops me and goes, hey, what are you doing today? And I was just like, nothing? Why? And she goes, she goes, you ever heard of TRL? I was like, yeah. She goes, I'm the audience coordinator for TRL, and I'm looking for guests. Would you like to be on the show today? And I said, "They actually just stood outside grabbing people." Yeah, yeah, that's that's ridiculous. So I was like, "Really?" (laughs) I was like, "Sure." I mean, whatever. So she was like, "Okay, here, put this wristband on, and stand on." There there was a line already, so I was like, "All right, cool." So I'm standing there on the line or whatever, and I was like, "All right." Then they brought us in, took us upstairs, took us in this pantry room, tell us to put. You know, everybody, we all had like book bags, whatever. They said, "Leave all the stuff in here." Yeah. And they took us right into the studio. They sat us down. And uh, and this is where it gets really weird. So I'm standing, you know, we're sitting down, whatever. The audience coordinator is like, hello, blah, blah, blah. You know, welcome to MTV. This is the studios. This is TRL. It's All Access Week. Um, So in All Access Week, what they used to do was they used to take, like, an audience member 
and they would take him to like a concert that's going on at the time. Oh yeah. wow! And they would like, I remember that. And they would have him meet like the 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 artist of that concert, and then like just watch the concert. That's cool. So, I was always super jealous when I used to watch so, that. I was like, I want to go there one day. <laughs> so now my whole thing was like, ah, that's cool, but. Then the girl goes, our special guest for today is Busta Rhymes. And I was like, oh, man, Busta. Like, now I'm interested. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So now in my head, I'm like, damn, I left my demo with my book bag in the freaking pantry. <laughs> and I'm like, I want to give my demo to him. Yeah. So I'm there like, how can I get back to that pantry? I can, you know, like, that's all I'm trying to think. Mm. And like, maybe I should be like, I need to do bathroom or something. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but then as she's talking, there's this guy in back of her. And he's looking around, like, just looking around and stuff. And then he looks right at me. And he goes, you, come here. <laughs> and I'm there like, what the hell did I just do? Yeah. Like, I'm just sitting here. <laughs> so I walk over to him. And he goes, how you doing? I was like, hi. He goes, my name's Rob. And your name is like, uh, Charlie. And he goes, all right. And um, he goes, so what do you know about uh, Dr. Dre? I was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, that was like the most. Be like, random. Be like is this is most, this is this like a test? Like, what's going yeah, on here? Most random question on the world. And I was like, uh, one of the best producers in rap, yeah, Chronic, like, yeah, yeah whatever. So, as he's t- as I'm answering this, I'm hearing the girl go. By the way, today we're having a rap contest, and I'm like, you're having a rap contest? He goes, yeah, why? And he goes, I rhyme. And he goes, you rhyme? I was like, yeah. He goes, well, say something for me. So I spit a freestyle, and he goes, holy cow. He goes, well, he didn't really say that. Yeah, yeah. But he was just like. PG-13. <laughs> PG-13, everybody. But he was just like, come with me. Brings me over to another guy. This is Dave. Dave goes, hey, what's up? My name's Dave, blah, blah, blah. You know, so I heard you're a rapper. Yeah. And he goes, all right, cool. Spit something for me. So I spit a rhyme it's for like him. every rapper's dream. And then he goes, <laughs> he, he goes, are you doing anything tonight? And I was like, no, what's going on? Like, I'm like just freaking out. Like, huh? I feel like at that moment, no matter what, you're like, no, probably not now. <laughs> so there then, was, but no. You want me so, on Christmas? I want cancer Christmas. I think my mom's getting married, but I don't care anymore. <laughs> so, so they bring me into the control room mm. and they made me, they, they have me meet Deb. She's the, the production coordinator in the control room. And she goes, Hey, we're having a rap contest. Can you write a rhyme um, about the Up and Smoke tour? And I was like, yeah, I think I could do that. That probably yeah. wouldn't be an issue for me. So then, boom, I, I, they're like, go, you know, they'll take you to the pantry, which I was like, pantry. God, God. <laughs> I get my demo. Where I want to go. <laughs> yeah. So they take me to the pantry. I grab my demo real quick out of my book bag, put it in my pocket. I'm writing this rhyme. There's a whole bunch of other guys in there, though, mm-hmm. writing rhymes, too. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay. All of a sudden, there's one coordinator. This person comes in and goes, you know, you you can go back into the audience. You can go back to the audience. You can go back. Blah blah blah. Then it's just me and this other guy. And that must suck to pen those guys. Like we lost, we didn't even get to do anything. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> That's why you need to make sure your freestyles are always on point. So they brought me into the room, back into the control room. They said, "All right, you know, rhyme what you wrote." So I wrote, you know, I spit the rhyme for them. Mm-hmm. They're like, wow. They're like, okay, can you remember that in the next five minutes? I'm like, are you serious? I'm like, five minutes? Because there was like a whole bunch of yeah. stuff I wrote. I'm like, I'm not going to memorize this in five You're minutes. Like, I thought I had days. So I was like, <laughs> so I said to him, I was like, you know what? 
I'll freestyle it. I'll do it off the top. They're like, you know you're on live TV. And I was like, no, I'll do it. Don't worry about it. What they <laughs> like, I can censor myself. See, what fine. they didn't know is that I've already done shows. Like, yeah. I've, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, kind yeah, of I'm not new to this game. I'm not new to this. So there we are. They take me back to the pantry. I'm there with this kid. They bring us out. They bring us out, up to the studio again. And we're meeting Carson. So Carson's standing there. Is he a cool guy? Real cool dude. Okay. Uh, Are we going to find a clip of this? So I can probably find it. He has a <laughs> clip of it on his Facebook. So here's um. <laughs> so here's here's something. Want to know how Cap C became? Let's go for it. So my rap name was Capital C, and they asked me what my rap name was, and I said I'm Capital C. That's my rap name. And when they were t- they were basically telling him in his earpiece mm-hmm. our names. So they introduced us and they said, you know, whatever. So we've w- determined it's not yours, Kyle. <laughs> you can stop. I don't know who's. I don't name. know. I keep trying. So, I can't help it. Um, so, it was, so they were like, you know, they introduced us. They, they, so mm-hmm. the kid, the kid's name was Nick. Yeah. So his name was Nick, and he was like, hey, you know, Nick, blah blah blah. And then he comes up to he goes, Cap C, and I was like, it's capital C. He goes, Cap C. I like it better. And you're like, I Wasn't like there? it better. And too I was like, now. I like it better too. <laughs> Wasn't there a hip hop movie there or something like that? They just didn't say the right <laughs> name. He's like. Whatever. <laughs> I don't even know, but it seems like it would be a so thing. So that's how Cap C became. That I would so, I would try to find out that movie because so, they so, might have stole that from your life. Yeah, right. <laughs> so Carson Daly basically named me from there on mm-hmm. out. So there we are. Boom. Five minutes. We're gonna be live on TRL, and it's gonna be a rap contest between me and this kid. And so, he's got a written that he's trying to remember, and you're you're and, just gonna free it. Yeah, and his so name's well, Nick. So here's. <laughs> So here's the you crazy. Like, I should be able to body it, Nick. <laughs> so here's the crazy part about this. There we are live. Carson's doing the whole spiel. They're like, "All right, so here we go. Here's a rap contest. Nick, you're up first. And the kid's up there with the freaking paper. Oh my goodness! And he's all off beat. <laughs> you're like, and, oh, I didn't try that. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, and I'm there in my head, like, I got this, man. Oh, yeah. I got this. So, bam. He's off. They're like, Cap, you're up next. Boom. They're like, why the heck did we even bring this kid on? I, I go on, and I just go off, whole mm. freestyle, killed it. So then they're like, okay, yeah, you know, you know, everybody get up for Nick, crickets. And then they're like, all right, give it up for Capsy. And then everybody's going nuts. And I'm, they're like, awesome. So, you know, they're like, so, yo, congratulations. And they give me this book bag. And I'm like, you're like, okay. I came in with a book bag, but okay. <laughs> put this one in the other one. So they're like, here's a book bag. They had a couple of T-shirts, got some CDs, and this, that, and the third from people in the Up and Smoke tour, whatever. And I was like, oh, we're cool. They're like, yeah, but that's not the only thing. And I was like, oh, what's what else is going on? They're like, you see that limo outside? So you know how the windows were? The yeah, the gigantic windows. windows. Yeah. So I look out the window, big ass stretch limo outside. I'm like, okay. You're going up in that limo to the Up and Smoke tour in Philly to meet Dr. Dre and Eminem. You what? took a limo from New York to Philly? <laughs> so how funny. So, no, so you I'm, drove from no, I took the bus. to New York yes. and then took a limo yes. from New York Did you stop at your Philly. mom's on the way back? Yeah, I wanted to like, so Yo, bad. mom, I'm fine. As I'm, you I'm can like see. an hour away. I'll be there soon. Make dinner. It's cool. So how funny is that? Yeah. So... I'm like, no freaking way. I'm yeah. bugging out. So they're like, come on, let's go. So Dave comes with me. He's the, one of the producers. He comes with me. We jump in the limo. I'm like bugging out. There's yeah. a camera crew with us, so they're filming the whole thing. Did you have to walk through that ridiculous crowd? So, what, like no, the no, outside no, that, crowd? No, that wasn't that much of a oh, crowd okay. that night, that day. So like, I literally got in the limo. Boom, we're, we're on our way. 
So mm. I call up my friend. I'm like, so they, they have cell phones. I'm like, can I use your phone? <laughs> I need to call people. Like, is there so, a car <laughs> phone in here? So they gave me my, they gave me their cell phones. I called my mom. I called my dad. Then I called my, um, what do you call it? I called my friend who I was staying with in the Bronx. <laughs> he was so bad because he's like, what? He's like, this is the only crap that happens to you. He's like, this is ridiculous. So, because he's at work and he's like all pissed off now. Uh, he's like super glad I gave you that apartment. Yeah, right. <laughs> called, <laughs> called my other other one other friend and I was like, "Yo, I'm on my way." So we get there and stuff and whatever. We get off the limo. We're we're at the Spectrum. Oh my god! Yeah, the so, Spectrum. So we're at the Spectrum. They bring me downstairs into this like area where there used to be like a bar that like all of the players would go to and hang out. Yeah. Like before or after the game, so mm-hmm. whatever to like you know let off steam or whatever. So I'm, I'm sitting, I walk like, to drink. <laughs> yeah, basically. So I walk in. Michael Vick hit dogs. <laughs> oh my gosh! So I that was before Michael Vick. That was way dogs. before Michael Vick. He Michael was probably hitting dogs then at two. Oh probably. my god! Just <laughs> one or two though, not, so, not the amount he did. So we walk in and they, they, you know, there's a bar there. I'm just standing there and they're like, okay, you know, we're gonna bring uh, Eminem and Dre. Mm. And I was like, oh okay. You're like, so, so this is happening right now. Okay. Wow, all right. This is like eight mile two. So, yeah. <laughs> so the crazy part about this was, all right, so there's a precursor to this. Mm. I actually used to have a radio show on LVR. Okay, yeah. At Lehigh University. Mm. It's called Hip Hop 101. So hip hop, I mean, I've been, I've been into hip hop yeah. my whole life. So the whole thing with me was like, I'm about to meet Eminem and Dre. I'm going to ask them everything I've ever wanted to ask them. Yeah, so you kind of have to. So I'm going to interview them. <laughs> so, like, all MTV thought of me was, like, I'm this rapper who's probably going to be like, oh, my God, Eminem, you're like, I love you so you know, much. Blah, 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 blah. And yeah. then that would have been it. How I would have been if I would have won that. So <laughs> the crazy thing about this was, like, Eminem and Dre come in. I meet them. Hey, what's up? Blah, blah, blah. They have me and Eminem stand up on the bar. Dre sits on the on the bar. Like, we're, we're above him. They gave me the microphone. And I start, and I just start going off. That's so, the promo that 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 was that they put up, right? Yeah. So I was yeah. like, so I was like, um, so I was like, Eminem, blah blah blah, you know, and Dre, this and the third, and they're and they're like, <laughs> like they're they're like blown out of their mind. The That's not what people them. usually do. <laughs> yeah. So Dre's like, yo, yeah, whatever, <clears throat> yeah, NWA Part Two, blah blah blah. I'm working on yeah. this, you know, Chronic, blah blah, and all this stuff. And then I was talking to to M, and I was asking him about what he's up to and what he's doing, and they're just like, no way. So then I freestyle for me and M, do a little freestyle or whatever, mm. and then that's it. Dre was beatboxing for me, and then which that is like if you like think the about ultimate it, dream. You're yeah. like, hey, I freestyled with Eminem, yeah. while and Dre was beatboxing. beatboxed for <laughs> exactly. <us. laughs> Be like, I don't care what you have to say. Screw your ankle and Jason Mraz. My story wins. <laughs> I still wish Jason Mraz was in that story somehow, some way. And then Jason Mraz showed up in the back and played ukulele. <laughs> so, so the whole thing. So th- then they left, right? Mm. And I'm standing there, and then now there was this like, oh yeah, so we're gonna take, you know, we're gonna they're gonna take me into the concert and just watch the show and then leave. That was the that was supposed to be the whole thing. Yeah. No. The um. The producer comes up to me, Dave comes up to me and goes, yo, Cap, um, so all the managers were in here for all the other artists. Uh, they want you to interview everybody on the show now. Jeez. Nice. So you became like a VJ. I became a VJ right on the spot. 
Unplanned. Unplanned. Jeez. They're trying to write questions for me. I was like, don't write anything. Be like, it's I, fine. I, I know. Be like, who are the people These I'm going to ask questions for? Ask. I've had this for so, years. Yeah, they were like, who's on? I was like, I was like, who's on the show? They gave me a list, and I was like, dude, I have questions for every one of them. Don't worry about it. Won't even be the same questions. Bam. <laughs> there I go. I meet Snoop. I meet Exhibit. Nate Dog Proof. I meet like who was the coolest Ice out Cube. of all of them? Uh, they were just all person, cool. just personality wise. Like who'd you meld with the most? Uh, M. Okay. So he's um, a good person to meld with. <laughs> so um, Ice Cube was great. I interviewed him just as he got off the stage, but he was great. Uh, Snoop was hilarious because like we literally opened that door and it was like <laughs> <laughs> it was like <laughs> just be like I feel fine now. So. <laughs> And and like yeah, he just like yeah, it was, but he was cool dude too. He was real cool. Corrupt was really cool. Mm. Uh, Exhibit was real cool. I kicked a full freestyle for Exhibit. He was like, damn, like he just like freaked out. Uh, yeah. Mac Ten was real chill. Uh, Nate Dog couldn't really talk to because he was like, uh, at oh, that man. time is remember when um, that was during the time when Nate Dog something happened to his house. I think like it burned down or something. Like yeah, that. So, I remember something in the news or something yeah, like yeah. Yeah, so that was kind of around that time. Um, the thing with M and the reason why me and M gelled was because it was that time. That was the time when M had gotten that whole thing where, um, he saw his girlfriend at the club and his gun fell out and he was um, like, yeah. beat up the, oh. the bouncer. Yep. So he was kind of like on probation. What sparked off like four, four songs after <laughs> yeah. that. So what happened was at that time, a Dre under, under Dre's orders, like M couldn't do a thing. Yeah. Like, he couldn't even, like, smoke. He couldn't do nothing. Like, he so had like to be on his... Super sober M. He had to be, like, on Jesus. his best behavior. So yeah. he literally was, like... So me and M are the same age. So he was just, like... Everybody on that stage... Uh, everybody on that show was way older than him. Mm-hmm. So the thing was, he was... It was, like, it was him and Proof, basically. Yeah. And so me coming on and being an M and a rapper and then, like, just having a conversation yeah. with them, he was mad cool. Like, the whole time, M was real chill. That's what's up. So... And you could tell, like, like he was funny all the time. And then even mm. like, when we were rapping and he did that thing, we're like, shut up and go home. But yeah. Like, it was just funny. Like, we were all just cracking jokes yeah. the whole time. So he was a really cool dude. M was a real cool dude. So It's always cool to hear when, like, I was imagined idols. he would be a jerk. No. That's, that's like, I, I always <laughs> thought that because I was always just like, he is at such a high level yeah. above the standard everyday His person. songs are just so angry. I was like, he's probably just like that. That's no, it. And, and the whole I like. Well, you know, you're right because that's what I was expecting. I was yeah. like, this guy's gonna be a dick. Like, <laughs> he's gonna you be know. crazy. He's gonna be yelling at <laughs> yeah. me every so. But he already <laughs> hates me. He hasn't met me yet. <laughs> but he, but he's he, thinking about cutting my head off. <laughs> <laughs> but he was not. He was mad cool. Real yeah. cool dude. I met Diddy. Diddy was there too. Oh, dang. Um, he also at that time got like in trouble for a gun somewhere, didn't he? Well, that was no, that was was New that Year- when he was in JLo? That was New yeah. Year's Eve. That was New Year's Eve of two thousand. Oh, that yeah. was that was him in JLo. They yeah. ended up in jail. I remember that so, one. Yeah. So <laughs> as soon as you said gun thing, that's when Shine went to jail. That's when Shine went to jail. Everybody was dropping guns Shine everywhere. The, totally. So, but um, yeah. So like that whole thing was it was it was nuts. So it was like I got to interview everybody. I got to yeah. see the show, um, and then you know. How, then <laughs> I'm there like, well, let's go back. And they were like, you know, we brought me back to the Bronx. There I am in the South Bronx, three in the morning. We had dropped off in a huge stretch limo. After meeting <laughs> my friends all of your icons. Yeah. And your friends are just like, I hate you so much. <laughs> so, this isn't safe, and it's not because of anybody else. It's, <laughs> it's the guy I'm staying with. He's yeah. mad. <laughs> so I, I sort of just bounced on him. <laughs> just disappeared, had the best day ever. <laughs> So my friend was waiting for me. He was like, dude, I cannot believe this happened. I was like, dude, I'm bugging out right now. Like, 
I really have to like go to sleep. Like I am in shock. Like I need to just. <laughs> I would just be like, have I been dreaming this like, entire time? So, I wake up the next morning, and this is how powerful TRL was. I wake up the next morning. I, me and my friend, go to get uh, sandwiches at a deli, and immediately, yo. You the dude on TRL <laughs> that was rhyming, and I was like, "Are you?" See-? And then it was like, "You're basically a celebrity at that point." It was like, "Holy, like, bam!" Like everywhere I was going, that's what it was, and I was like, "Everybody watched TRL." This is insane. Back oh yeah, that was the thing to do. I was like, "What is going on here?" And I yeah. was like, "Okay," ran back to my friend's apartment. And I was like, and my friend had the day off too, and I was like, "Dude." What was that? And he goes, dude, I I don't even know what to say. And I'm like, I can't handle that right now. Like, <laughs> I, I, I can't do I was like, let me, uh, I'm going back home. I got to go back. Which I'm assuming wasn't that much better because everybody here well, watches no, so TRL. Here, so too, here's yeah. the thing. Like, well, I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. I kind of was <laughs> like. You're like, I'm going to go to where it's safe. Yeah, I'm going to go where it's home. safe. Yeah. Those people weren't looking in the window at me. <laughs> they were just seeing it on TV. <laughs> You know, I was in the same city well, I as these people. See, here's the thing. I didn't really think of it that way. I'm thinking, mm. I'm hanging, you know, all my friends are like 20 plus. Yeah. None of these guys are watching TRL. And then I'm like, the only people that are watching are like kids. And they're all in school. So no one's going to bother me. Yeah. So I'm out. I'm going back home. This is before DVR, everybody. All yeah. the young kids. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. It came on like right when school got out. <laughs> yeah. 3, p- or 3 to 3.30, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. So... I'm back on a bus coming in, to back to PA. I tell my friend to come pick me up. He picks me up. And he's like, dude, he's like, I can't believe what happened to you yesterday. And I was like, I know. I was like, I'm freaking out, bro. I like, I need to go home. I need to like chill for a little bit. I need my mom to put me in my so, place so I can have like a level so, head. <laughs> so my friend actually recorded it because he was one of my boys who actually mm-hmm. like I called immediately. Yeah. And told him about it. So he recorded like he recorded. No. So. Actually, when I was in the pantry writing my rhyme, I called him, and then he recorded it on his VCR. You were like, "Yo, put a blank tape yeah, in." I was like, <laughs> "You got to put something." So, but we were talking. So he gave me the tape. He's the one who picked me up. So he gave me the tape. Mm. Went to my house, and I was there with my mom and everybody. I showed them. They're like, "Oh my god, this is not." I was like, "Wow." So I was like, "I just need a date of myself. I don't want. I don't want to talk to nobody. I want nothing. Yeah. I want to relax, chill." Bam. Next night, I'm like, "All right, I want to go out and have a good time," and I was just like. Called up my friends. I was like, yo, let's go out. And uh, we all went out. And I walk into one of my spots that, you know, uh, that it was we used to frequent back in the day. It was called the Penalty Box. It was up on Lehigh Street in Allentown. And that was like the Wednesday night spot. And we mm. walk, I literally walked in there. And the whole place erupts with cheers. Jeez. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. And then they're like, yeah, we saw you. And blah, blah, blah. They're like, drinks are on us on the house. And. Dang. It was insanity, but that was it. And then, like, then they showed the whole thing on. So that was, that happened Tuesday, Wednesday, and then, like, Thursday mm-hmm. is when they actually showed all the footage on TRL of what I did. Oh, yeah, but the, yeah. With the whole, the show and everything. Because they didn't do all that stuff live. That yeah. was all yeah. recorded, yeah. So then they showed all of that, and it was just, like, then that was it, man. Like, everywhere I went, yeah, it was just, like, nonstop. <laughs> it was like Lehigh Valley Mall. I got stalked in. Like, yeah, it was crazy. But I learned a lot from that. With being with MTV and all that, I learned mm-hmm. a lot. Um, I also learned who my real friends were. 
I lost a lot of fr- who I thought were friends. It was pretty wild because you get to you get to see like the good, the bad, and yeah. the ugly, and it was just like, and it, what was crazy was just like it wasn't me. Mm-hmm. Like the whole thing that got out of it was like this, this is happening to me, but I'm not acting into it. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like this is just, you know, I I'm I'm a lucky dude. I'm a, seriously, it's luck. I'm a lucky guy who literally got on stage. I mean, got on on an MTV and got to do this. Who crossed a street instead of taking the, the thing right next instead to instead of taking the one train? Exactly. Yeah. Wasn't there a movie with Gwyneth Paltrow like that? Like sliding <laughs> doors where it was like every decision there's like two parts to the movie. I don't even remember. Wow, that. Wow, that sounds interesting. But you know what? That's the whole thing. It's just, yeah. it's pretty wild. It's if, serendipity. If it's I did not, not the movie, but seren- if, the if whole I just, thing. If I'd never walked in, be, you know, in front of that building, that would have been yeah. it. So it, it, it's it's just nuts. So, but a lot of learning from that. You should have gotten a train tattooed on you somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> just as a reminder. Just no. <laughs> always take the a train. Always take exactly. the a train. Um, but nah, it was it was pretty wild. So that was kind of like. But I did a lot. I learned a lot with MTV. They brought me on. I was the official uh, MC for TRL for a good mm-hmm. two years. Uh, whenever they had anything hip hop wise being done on the show, yeah. they bring me in. So I did like a thing with LL Cool J. Mm-hmm. Um, I re- freestyled his history. And oh then, wow! And then he gave me the goat jacket. Um, wow! Yeah. So I got that in my house. Jeez. Um, See, and this is what I talked about when I said he is so high above us. <laughs> <It's> like, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I, was, I didn't know you actually then continued to work there. That's awesome. Yeah, so like, they, yeah, they kept me on um, when they did the direct effect, which is supposed to be the new thing that took over UMTV Raps. Mm-hmm. Uh, I helped like putting like like kind of like being in that stuff and everything. Um, you know, and they brought me back for a whole lot of whole bunch of stuff, and then um, New Year's Eve, I'll never forget New Year's Eve two thousand and one. That's when WWE was there they had their yeah. where the hard rock cafe mm-hmm. is that used to be wwe uh cafe and it was like um so i did uh i was there new year's eve it was me uh funk flex um Jeez. exhibit uh defari uh who else was there Whole bunch of other rappers, and yeah, we we brought Did in. Did Exhibit remember you? Oh yeah, he remembers. That's crazy. Me and Exhibit met up a whole bunch of times. Dang! And every time we met, he was like, "Cap." <laughs> <laughs> so it was just easy, real. Exhibit is mad cool, like one of the coolest down to earth dudes you'll ever meet. So like every '90s hip hop hero, you got to meet and hang out with like a bunch of times. Yeah, it was it was crazy though. But here's here's the wildness of it. So mm. at that time, I was a huge underground head too. So I was like mm-hmm. big into like most deaf and Talib Kweli yeah. and all those dudes. Oh my god! Thank you for mentioning Talib Kweli. No and, one ever talks and, about Talib Kweli. <laughs> no, so I met like Talib and 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 most and all those. I love those mm-hmm. guys. Um, but it was crazy. I met a lot of underground artists that I admired, mm-hmm. and some of them were dicks. So it was kind so of so it's funny. like the the famous ones. The were cool. famous <laughs> ones are mad cool, and then like the underground ones the are schmucks. But I could understand because they were all like, you know, we hate we hate pop and blah 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 blah. And, and I yeah. understand, I mean, you know, but you can't be, you know, I mean, you're meeting somebody that admires you, like, don't be a douche. Yeah. Like, come on, man. You know, so, I mean, that was, and then that made me realize something about myself, too. Like, you know, when you, when I, with, like, now that I'm in the spotlight, like, I really got to, like, show, like, I can't be really negative. You know what I mean? Like, I got to be kind of more show positive. Show your best yeah. self. Yeah, show my best self. Yeah. Regardless of whatever it is. And, and that's something that's pretty wild. Like, 
when you get to hear all these artists and how they get, you know, they get pissed off about their privacy. Yeah. You know, privacy is key because, you know, imagine like. It's the I'm, only time you can be yourself. Yeah. Because imagine like I'm pissed off one day and, you know, somebody's like, can I have your autograph? And you're, the, you got to like pop a smile up immediately. Like, you yeah. can't be a dick. I mean, even or you on wind this. up like Justin Bieber or Charlie Sheen pushing cameramen around. Very yeah. true. <laughs> yeah, even on this small scale, because, I mean, like, we're not very large of a. Of a podcast, which thank you once again for coming on here. But um, I mean, it's and I, I've tried to explain this to people because people are like, oh, so it's just you and because they know me, they know him. And they're just like, oh, so it's just you guys BSing like that's just what it is. And I'm like, no, it's different because we we I mean, we have to put our, our best selves forward. We're yeah. still very much ourselves. Yeah. But season one, have you guys drank yours? <laughs> Well, we do again, this often. We do this every week. I gotta catch up. Like, <laughs> we I'm do taking sips. I'm like, single damn, <laughs> they already killed theirs. Yeah, no, nah, it's cool. But um, but yeah, like, so we do we do put our best selves forward because there's there's times where he's in a bad mood, I'm in a bad mood, and we're just like, all right, welcome back to another episode. No, and that and that's the yeah. thing in show business. You have to like, regardless of what you're going through, you have to like, you know, you got to put your best foot forward, regardless of where you're at. And then I mean, I learned that really quick with MTV. It was just like, you know. I, you know, I had kids coming up to me being like, hey, you know, and even when I was on B104, when I got on B104, yeah. same thing. It was like now people knew who I was again yeah, in another light. And then it was just like a way that I've always thought about about it is once you reach that status, you're considered a star and stars shine. <laughs> it's yeah. you got to have a, a bit of a shining personality. Yeah. To be at that level. Yeah, <laughs> I am a dork. <laughs> But I mean, it's it's true though. I mean, once you're at that level, you have to have some sort of a personality that's one marketable, yeah. and two, you know, it sets you apart and puts you, you know, makes makes you something that people would like to strive yeah. to also be like. You can't just be like, he's exactly like me, so I'm exactly like him. He just has millions of dollars. <laughs> that's fun. I remember being a kid and getting super excited to meet like people from B104 though. Yeah, I mean, it was, was on like a like the guy who was, was fans of everything. It but was, I remember going to like a Valley Dogs game, and I forget who was like which DJs were there at mm-hmm. the time because this was like ninety seven, and like Larry Holmes was there, and that was like the highlight of my life. <laughs> like at that time, I was like, cool. Shout I'm out like to a Larry super Holmes, famous yeah. boxer man. Larry Holmes is everywhere. He is everywhere. It's yeah. hilarious. Like I always bump into him half the time. And I'm we we <laughs> were we were talking about that. We're like we're like, do you think there was a part of him that was like, I'm gonna become a boxer? And then I'm gonna have a street named after me. And you know, have a, a statue. I have his actual single. You know, he had a song out for no. real. No, I did not. Oh, but it, awesome. it wasn't even. But it, it, no, he <laughs> didn't have to look. But he was he wasn't singing on it. But oh, okay. an actual group did a song about him. About Larry. Oh, that's <laughs> about awesome Larry stuff. Holmes. I've heard him. And name I found drop the single. I was like, nice. And I'm like, my mom knew him. Like for real. Yeah. No, <laughs> like they grew up like next door. It's, it's so crazy, crazy, like how you get to like. You know, when I met Larry Holmes, I was like, wow, Larry Holmes, like, because me and my dad used to watch boxing a lot. Yeah. So we saw him fight, like, on, you know, so oh, yeah. it was pretty cool to be Before there. UFC, boxing was, that yeah. was the thing. Boxing was oh like, I bought it with my dad. I remember yeah. the first match I ever got to see as a kid was the, <laughs> uh, Mike Tyson bit off Holyfield's ear. Oh, is that your I first like, fight? Yeah, I was like, yo, is this what boxing's like? And he's like, no. No. He's like, I want this <laughs> every single time. <laughs> I'm like, I want people to eat people. <laughs> Dude, I used to watch, um, so there was the big, the craziest fights back then was well, when it was Marvin Hagler and Thomas Hearns. Dude, those guys would fight for 15 rounds straight. 
Jesus. of nonstop like fighting. I mean, it, honestly, there was like a hundred punches thrown every single round. Jeez, it was not like that was boxing back. That's no why Mayweather the boxing dancing. now. Is, oh my god, dude, that's terrible, <laughs> terrible. Running around for don't 15 hit me. rounds. Don't hit me. Don't hit me. Yeah. I tapped you. Don't and they make me. like thirty million dollars. These guys yeah. back then were only getting paid like a, like a, not even a hundred thousand. Yeah. Like, it was feel like here's 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 bare minimum. This will cover your hospital bills. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> because your face was getting caved but in. If nah, you didn't man, keep it those up. were fights back in the day. But yeah, that's funny that you're the like, holy. Oh yeah. my god, I remember that. I remember that fight. So I was like, did he just bit off his ear? What the hell's going on? Here? It sucks. Like, I was supposed to. My be favorite part that, is that they didn't, didn't see it stop live. it. They were like, right, the second one. All right, now you're done. <laughs> Two ears, no. Well, I mean, who would have thought that he was going to, like, go after it again? <laughs> like, it's one thing to, like, yo, I bit your ear, like, my mouth was there, my bad. Like, but then it's like, dude, he's actually trying to bite his ear again off. Like, I guess, yeah, that's, I guess that's how you look at it. The first one, that could have been an accident. Your yeah. mouth guard flew out. You got hit. Your teeth clenched. Exactly. Yeah. Second time, like, you're doing this. No, yeah. Like, this is what you're going When he's for. actually going, like, <laughs> whoa. He's dude. like, it worked so well the first time. Everybody and they didn't like, catch it. Everyone's sitting there, like, hide his family. Remember what he said in the interview. He's going to eat the. Oh, he's going to come eat your children. I'm like, I'm what are you children. doing? Oh, man. So great. So Jeez. great. That is crazy, though. That is crazy. So hopefully, now at this point, you guys know Cap C a little bit more. Um, I think we're going to do just so you can kind of get a feel. For what uh-huh. it's like to be truly on the Rum Runners podcast. We're going to do one. One <laughs> just, article. Just one? Just un. One article. It's a pretty crazy article, all right? You were yelling in your microphone. I, I know. California woman claims homeless man dumped bucket of hot feces on her head. <laughs> <laughs> but why? How the hell was... Well, first of all, hold on. How the hell... How was his feces hot in the first place? I'm going to go with he this probably put it over like a... Uh, was he boiling this feces? I, I'm going to go with, yeah, he would have had to. Because if, if you have a bucket of it, you're going to want to heat it up, especially since it's going to it's gonna loosen it, so it's going to be more of a liquid. What? For what? For pouring on people's head, apparently. Are you serious? <laughs> from Okay, so just to Maybe read the article. Maybe it was fresh. Well, no, the, the, apparently, from what I read, so what she, it what was happened? like he was saving this. Just puts it by the fire. So he I said, bet. a California woman claimed she was assaulted by a homeless man who pulled her out of her car dragged her into the middle of the street and poured a bucket of hot feces on her head. Heidi Von Tassel described the disgusting incident to Fox News on Tuesday. Why was she the lucky winner? I have no idea. <laughs> worst game of eeny, meeny, miny, mo ever. This is like the opposite of wrong place, right time. This is, this is the right exact place, opposite time. of your story. Read, yeah, no, read, read this. Let's, she said she was getting into her car after grabbing dinner with some friends near the Hollywood Walk of Fame in Los Angeles when a 6'2 man who appeared to be homeless might not have even been might homeless. Might not even have been homeless. <laughs> attacked her a few months ago. Okay, well, there. Uh, Why is she reporting was, this now? It was, but it was diarrhea. A few months ago. <laughs> it was diarrhea. I was soaked. And it was coming off my eyelashes and into my eyes. <laughs> Van Tassel said. I want to hear his side. Paramedics who came to reason? treat me said there was so much of it on me that it looked like the man was saving it up for a month. <laughs> <laughs> but, How the hell? <laughs> 
This so, is why we find this. Yeah, this is why we do what we do because <laughs> you have to just be like, no one's gonna read this. Yeah. She, <laughs> she, no, she I saw she, this. I just was like, really? Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. We read the clickbait, so you don't have to. You didn't have to read that. We're gonna do it for you right oh here, right my now. God. She added that the feces got inside her car as well. He just kept pouring it and splattering it all over me. So she was like, ah. <laughs> and then she tried to get away, and he was like, nope, more. You need this exactly. What the police do? Let's see here. So then she said he took off. He ran away and couldn't. He ran away and I couldn't see. She said during the emotional interview with Fox, I was stuck in the middle of the road on Hollywood Boulevard and nobody would stop. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> Neither would I. Why the hell would I stop? Be like, do you need some wet wipes? And she covered in. Ewey. Icky, yucky, gross. The police came and they got the feces out of my eyes so I could sort of see. So that's what the police did. They okay. were like, let me. Let me just real quick. There you go. Oh my gosh. Better. <laughs> um better now. Adding that her attacker now? had returned and was standing across the street staring at her. He's just like Are you serious? Don't, don't tell him what I Hold did. Hold on. The fireman came <laughs> already say that. Uh she said firemen were also dispatched to the scene and she had to peel off all of the items of clothing because I am soaked in his feces. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, they wrapped her in a blanket. That's pretty good. Rushed her to Hollywood Presbyterian Hospital where she got tested for infectious diseases because hepatitis was that that was a real concern. Dysentery. Uh, contact pack of feces, something she said she'll have to do every three months. Oh, there we go. He was identified. Here we go. Okay. The man who attacked her was identified in court records as Jared Blessings. Jared Blessings. Jared Blessings. So he was a just giving her his what? blessings. A transient with schizophrenia and psychotic disorders. Blessings was charged with... This is a weird sentence. Blessings was charged with battery and taken to jail. Van Tassel, <laughs> though, said Blessings would be better off under psychiatric care. No. I mean, <laughs> he would be better anywhere where there's not buckets. I think you're I way off that. the whole thing now. Now it's just forget it. This is like a step up from when everybody was just pooping in yards. Yeah. It says he doesn't need jail time. He needs mental health care. I have empathy for him because he needs help. She's a lot better of a person than I am. Are you serious? If this is her poured, talking. Yeah. If someone poured a hot bucket of poop. No. Their ass death is penalty. Dead. Yeah. They'd be dead. No. They'd be dead. They'd be dead. As soon as I there can see again, they're done. No way that that. You would lose it. I think you would die. He's a germaphobe. So oh like, my if gosh. I survived though, I'd be like, you know what? He can do the same as he's do you now. <laughs> he's like, I'm saving it up for a year. <laughs> I'd find him. Uh, let's see if there's anything else. Uh, it's, it was something that happens more often than many people think. What? What? Homeless people just throw poop on people? Attacks in which homeless person was the primary suspect have been growing across. Uh, th th that's different. That's just homeless, homeless people. There's attacks one thing attacking me. And poop there's attacks. Another throwing a bucket <laughs> full attacks. of feces on me. Yeah, hot feces. Wow. Hot feces. Is that worse than acid attacks? I, I'm going to go with mentally, yeah. Physically, That's no. Insane. Mentally, yes. That is insane. Because if you get acid poured on you, if you can block it with like your hand and stuff, you just got a crazy I, scar. I actually don't care about her point of view. I just want to hear his. Well, he's like, a schizophrenic. Why did you do schizophrenic. That means he's got a really good reason. He's going to start screaming stuff he's about Stuyvesant. Like, Stuyvesant, <laughs> the yellow lights made me do it. Have you seen Caveman's Valentine? Caves, no. What's uh, that? Samuel Jackson. The best Samuel L. Jackson movie ever. Such a good movie. He's Such a crazy a homeless movie. man with schizophrenia. Yeah, he basically is this guy minus the poop. <laughs> Great movie, okay. though. One highly poop bucket suggest. away. I'll have to look it up. 
Uh, let's see here. Uh, da, 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 homeless, most recent account in July. You, you got to go to another story because that's too much. <laughs> do another one. Do another one. You want to do another one? Yeah, okay, we'll do let's see one. here. Um, because this is too fun. That's too okay. Much. I want to. I, I gotta. I gotta pick. Much. I gotta pick. Too much one. to end on. Okay. Uh, okay, I'm gonna give you guys a choice. I'll let you guys pick. All right. What do we have here? Drunk police chief, or police like fire worker. No. What? Uh, Japan banning women from wearing glasses. Or um, what I had saved is he ain't got no legs. Just do that one. Or arms. What? <laughs> do that one. I'm going to go with you guys probably want to go with that one, right? Whatever. Let's go. Okay. Let's do it. But why does Japan hate women? A 15-year-old boy with no arms or legs was tackled and pinned by sheriff's deputy oh in a my horrific God. video. Oh, my God. Not cool. Why? Yep. The shirtless 15-year-old screams as he lies face down on the kitchen floor of his Tucson group home. So he's in a group home with no arms. And no legs. And this officer feared and for his life. why was he doing that? So he can't flee, can't fight back, because he has no arms. And no legs. No legs. But a sheriff deputy at, at least twice his size, because he had arms and legs. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a good joke. That's is, a bad joke. He's oh crouching God. over him and pinning him to the ground, using his body weight to restrain the quadruple amputee. What's he going to do? Handcuff? Nothing. I don't, I don't know what he was planning on doing. Like, put your hands. All right. Your so back. this is this this is the sadness of all this. Now, re- read the next one. Okay. And you can. And I'll tell you when to stop. The eight minute cell phone video. Which stop. Is, okay. Why the hell is somebody filming this for eight minutes long and not doing a damn thing about <laughs> it? Because they probably would then also be tackled. <laughs> and held to I mean, the ground. actually, no. If a cop is willing to tackle a man with no arms and no legs, he's probably willing to do way worse yeah. if you have those things yeah he's he's an unhinged officer that, at that is point. insane cycle of if force you're like hey up, stop he's gonna like break your hand you have one then tase you then shoot you you know what? i'm gonna one be, arm and he's like nope this whole thing with the video and cops thing is, mm. is crazy to me because like you know how messed up it is like i, I think we're gonna deviate off the That's story fine. but That's the whole fine. thing is we, this we like, are a story we are a show <laughs> of tangents but the whole thing is this like these cops, like, to be honest with you, they honestly have, like, the balls to be like, I don't even care if nobody's filming me. Like, I'm still going to do what I do. Yeah. And I think that's where I think that's where we have to have that conversation of, like, why do these cops feel like even with their own cameras on them? Mm-hmm. Like, Too many knowing, of them get away with it. That's, that's they why. can still do this. I mean, yeah, because, I mean, if you have I'm amazed that one cops, lady cop actually went to jail. Right? The one that the one that shot, shot, the, one that guy shot the guy in his, guy own, in his own place? Yeah. Because she thought oh it was God. first. You're blacking in my house, but it's not my house. But okay, I'm going to shoot you now. None of my things are here, but still. That's not my couch. Bang. <laughs> That's like, <laughs> what was the thing from, who was it, Chappelle? Was it Chappelle were like, oh, yeah, yeah, it was one of his comedy things. Mm. Where they were like, wow, hey, there's pictures of this 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 guy's uh, family in here. What's going on? <laughs> like, whatever. He broke in and rearranged He broke in and rearranged everything. <laughs> Like seriously, yeah, it's it's crazy. So I mean, like, I mean, I understand that like you have to hold cops accountable. So you need you know if something's happening, you should record it. it and it's terrifying to be like, hey, I'm gonna step in because you can't put your hands on the cop. Because if you put your hands on the cop, I'm not talking about you're ste- in a world of hurt. I'm not talking about stepping in, but the thing is, sometimes these people are using their phones. Just call Nobody's calling nine one one. Nobody's yeah. doing anything. I think people pr- might feel weird. Be like. They're going, I'm going to call 911 and be like, what's your emergency? Be like, your cop's beating well, up a man with no arms and no legs. This cop that I can't see his badge because he's currently beating up a man with no arms and no legs. 
is <laughs> excuse me, officer. Uh, what's your name? Can can I get your name real quick? Cool. Yeah. Okay. Step so back. He, he right. said, he's he's the, officer, step shut back." I I personally think that no. I think we should have the right. We we, we do. We do have the right to call cops on cops. Yeah. yeah. And I think it should be done more often. I think the problem with society though now is just like everybody's so like, "Oh my God, world star," and it's like, "Oh my God, yeah." No, I'm you, I'm you completely with that. that. Like, if you see someone getting their ass beat, more people will just be like, world star, and, like, selfie with it, than anybody be like, yo, stop. Oh, well, this this happened to me. This this happened to me when I I lived in Emmaus (laughs) um, before I moved to my new house. There was a, a group of kids. I was, I was sitting in my, in my, in my, in my house, and all of a sudden I hear, like, just all this, like, just a bunch of, like, yelling and stuff. I'm like, what the hell's all that? And I go outside, and there's, like, 20 kids. And the one kid's about to fight this other kid. And I said, hey, get the hell out of here. <laughs> and, then all, and they all had their cameras out. Yeah. And I was like, everybody, put your cameras away. Get the hell out of here. Or I'm going to show you what's going to get done to both of these dudes. And they all are like, they like yeah. ran. Because it's just like. That's how it was back in the this. day, though. Back in the day, it's like if you were going to get into a fight and you were on somebody else's property, that person could be like, hey, hey, scram. And you were going to scram. You are going to get yeah. out of there. It's like, get out of here. You don't need this. I'll like, fight you later. But all these kids were there. Like, <laughs> the one I heard some of the kids, scheduled. World Star, World Star. Like, yeah, the, nothing pisses me off more than hearing World Star. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's Isn't it like, done seriously? now? Isn't World Star like done? I don't. I, it I doesn't don't think. Happen I don't much. think you can. The I meme is over. Po- yeah, I don't think you can post stuff like that anymore. Like I think. Well, I think the guy didn't the guy die who owned it. What? He might have. Yeah, I think he did. I think it'd been guy... crazy if someone was at his like at his death scene, just being like World Star. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> there, that video probably exists, but because <laughs> nobody was uploading <laughs> stuff, it didn't happen. <laughs> no, I Most think likely. I think the guy who ran World Star, I think he passed away. But. Still, it's just it's so ridiculous. It's really people. weird how those mediums start, where it's like this is for hip hop videos, and then it's no, it's not. It's just for fight videos. Fight exactly. videos. <laughs> like for bare boxing not. and and just random fights so that break ridiculous. out between two thirteen year olds, <laughs> where everyone's throwing windmill punches. <laughs> Everybody has no shirt now for some reason, but that never got grappled. So let's find out why did this guy get tackled? Because there's there's got to be a reason. To so this. let's see what he says. Um, let me just scan through real quick. Did he uh, but Pima cop? County Public Defender Joel Feindman uh, told the Washington Post that the disturbing incident likely wouldn't have come to light if it weren't for another teenager at the group home who recorded the confrontation. Oh, so this cop probably didn't even have body cam footage, or would have just completely been like click, and then done that. Um, and then had his head. Oh, so crap. So. This kid that was recording then got his head smushed into a wall by another deputy. Oh. This and guy. these are these are kids at a group home. So these kids who already have been traumatized traumatized in some way, uh, said Feynman, whose office is representing both boys, if a parent reacted to their teenager acting in the same way, they might be arrested for child abuse. Uh, why did this happen, though? Uh, the 15-year-old quadruple amputee is in state custody because he was abandoned by his parents. That's Dang. not nice. Oh, there you go. There you go. On the morning of September 26th. uh, Works at a group home called the police to report Emmanuel had knocked over a trash can and was yelling and screaming. Wait, so the kid with no arms and no legs knocked over over a trash trash can can. and was yelling? Yeah, he probably bumped into it and fell and it was like, ah, there's garbage on me. Yeah. He he hit it with his head and then he was yelling about it. We are living in such a world of, oh my God. 
People it says, if I isn't sure who, what got the teenager riled up, probably either pain or Iwi, there's trash on me. I would have been yelling because there's garbage on me. And in his opinion, it doesn't matter because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's a 15-year-old kid with no arms and no, no legs. legs. Why, were the group home, why were the people running the group home immediately like, we should call the police. We can't handle that guy. Exactly. Just put him in bed. Lift him up. Yes. <laughs> and put him in bed. It sounds messed up, but, <laughs> but no, that's he's the got truth. no arms and no legs. Like, I know. Give you him a bath first. Take him and be like, that you're getting so a bath. insane. There's no reason to have gone. It's, uh, did he have a knife between his teeth and he was just shaking it back and forth? Wow. This <laughs> what is, is this? so bad. I uh, can't believe that. Let's see. And it says people, uh, 15 year olds who have not been through what Emmanuel, but Emmanuel went through, act out all the time. Yeah, it's, it's true. True. Because it's what being 15 is. Being the, 15 with no arms and no legs. Yes, you'll yeah. be acting out all the time. Like. Last, the last episode that we did, we had two 16 year olds throw a freaking log off of a cliff. People died. Kids do. Kids do stuff. They don't <laughs> think about it. They just do stuff. They do yeah. uh, let's see here. Uh, so that's when CJ, the 16 year old who lives in the home, began. Uh, surreptitiously, uh, surreptitiously, I I don't like that word. Whatever. Surreptitiously. <laughs> they were just making a video from, from the adjoining room. <laughs> uh, the video starts a white deputy in a wraparound sunglasses. So like the description of all white deputies. Can <laughs> Every be seen police officer <laughs> exactly. Ever. Sergeant Slaughter came. <laughs> <laughs> Could be seen kneeling on the ground and holding the black teenager in a headlock. I kind of feel like if he wasn't black. And it was a white kid with no arms and no legs. Nah. This story would not have happened. Nah, it's group home. Kind of feel they like see it from a different angle. Yeah, that's how he was trying to handcuff him. How are you gonna handcuff? Because <laughs> he doesn't have any. <laughs> so he's like, I got your head. What's he gonna do? <laughs> like literally, the only thing he can do is muzzle him. Just like, which calm is down. terrible. Can't but you it just says, knock him over. When the deputy loosens his grip, <laughs> Emmanuel tries to shake him off and break free. But he doesn't get far because he has no arms or legs. Yo, that cop had to hold him down because everybody knows weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. Oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> oh, my God. I think that's where we should end. <laughs> that's how we end. I think we're all going to hell now. <laughs> oh, my God. But it was a fun ride while we had it. Oh, it's basically just describing how terrible it is and him raising his voice whenever the expletive I want, I'll do what I want. Like it's it's him just being clearly a schmuck and a not nice cop. Wow. Well, the cop was yelling I'll do what I want? Pretty much I I'm I'm skimming, but yes. I will raise my voice to you whenever the I want. Whenever the expletive I want, you understand, the officer yelled. So he's like, I'm a yell and scream. And the kid's like, I got no arms and no legs. <laughs> like, oh the people, God. the workers in the group home were like, I regret this now. Sir, there, there are children with mental disabilities in the other room. Can you stop yelling because you're freaking them out? Everybody now is terrified. And they're like, this is what we do. Because it is. It's Billy's headbutting the wall now because he doesn't know how to react. Oh my God! So uh, on, on the end, it, this was terrible, and this cop is a schmuck because wow. he, for some reason, with all of his training, was never taught how to, in a decent way, he take care for of life. someone. <laughs> Get out, Jeffrey with Card. I no for my arms life. and no legs is like Lieutenant Dan. Shh, I feared for my life, but worse. He feared for his life. Oh, true, man. true. I mean, maybe he has a biting phobia. Maybe he doesn't really like. <laughs> Maybe he just has a fear of worms and snakes, and he was like, similar. Maybe that boy had rabies, and he knew it. 
No. Maybe when the trash can <laughs> fell over, a bunch of toothpaste got in his mouth, and that's why he was yelling, and it looked like he had rabies. I don't know. Oh Maybe he rolled God. around in glue and thumbtacks, and it was like, I'm sharp now. <laughs> he became... Oh, my Lord, this is so bad. <laughs> he, became a, he became a porcupine? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Never mind, the cop wouldn't have tackled him. <laughs> that would have worked. The cop would have been like, whoa, hey, hey. At that point, he probably mm. would have shot him because he's a schmuck. Oh, man. All right, now list all the things you have to list. Because <laughs> I made 15 more since Friday. Wait, what? 15? All of the things you have to list now. Oh my, okay, yeah, all right. Well, yeah, this is where we're going to end. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I'd like to say thank you very much to Capsi for joining us thank in you. the ridiculousness that You're is welcome. the Rummers podcast. It was great thank, getting to know you. Thank you for having me. What, now, firstly, before we get into our spiel, what are you up to right now? Like, where where can uh, they get in contact with you? Well, you can f- hit me up on uh, Facebook. Follow me on Facebook. You follow me on Instagram at Capsi C A P C E E. Um, you good to see me? I'm I'm everywhere. So just try to find me. I'm definitely you can find out where I'm DJing at couple of locations i do if a lot of private events yeah is it Lehigh just that we have value or do you yeah. go out further oh, okay so uh a lot happening in the summer uh, next year so we're just getting ready for that um just planning pre-planning ahead because there's a lot gonna happen next year actually here's the crazy part about next year do you know that every single holiday lands on the weekend yes i did hear that yes so it's gonna, next be, gonna be hype it's gonna be terrible for people that get off on the holidays <laughs> they're, they're <laughs> yeah. gonna be mad <laughs> but it's gonna be insane like every party every party day is on a weekend so it's nuts and i'm gonna throw so. links to all of his socials and stuff like that yeah. down in the description so you guys will be able to if you follow us but don't follow cap c which i don't see why that would happen <laughs> but <unlikely>. i mean <laughs> but if that is the case you know just you know go into the description i'll leave all the links but thank you very much for joining us for another cool. week of craziness. You can follow us right here on Facebook and Instagram at Rum Runners. We are also on Twitter now at Rum Pod right here. You can follow Kyle right there at Mr. Norwell on the Instagrams to see all of his stuff. You can also follow us in audio form on. Oh, man. Anchor FM. Uh, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Pod Chasers, and Breaker. Bam. Cool. There and we go. And just search The Rum Runners Podcast. There you go. For every single one of those, just search The Rum Runners Podcast. You will find us. Thank you very much for being here. Peace. Peace. Doses. We'll catch you in the next one. Latros. Bye.